turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Findlay offers a clear word of advice drawn from the life of God's faithful prophet, Daniel. The greatest tragedy in life is not that we don't know. The greatest tragedy in life is that we don't do what we know. If you do what you know to be right, God will open more doors of truth for you. If in your heart you say, God, all I want to do is what you want me to do. Christians are called to be accountable, as noted in James chapter 4, verse 17, where it says, anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. Well, there's an example of a major failure on this point that's taken from the life of the Babylonian king, Belshazzar. Well, in Daniel chapter 5, Belshazzar is radically overconfident of his fortifications and his supply of water and food to stand against the assaults of the armies of Persia. So much so that he hosts a drunken pagan banquet for all the lords and leaders of his city-state. But God's patience with the wickedness of this kingdom is running very thin and will not endure forever. So next, uh, learning how Daniel and his faithfulness to the living God is once again used to reveal the truth to a pagan king. That's next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with our teacher, Pastor Mark Findlay. Today, Pastor Mark is sharing the conclusion of this message from the series Unsealing the Secrets of Daniel, looking at life's greatest mistake. I should mention that if you need to leave us early or if you want to hear this entire program and share it with somebody else, the entire message from Pastor Mark is available for listening at our website. Just go there today at hopelives365.com. Now, on today's Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark is sharing how God grabs King Belshazzar's attention with a terrifying bloodless handwriting on the wall, a warning. What does it mean? Well, only God's faithful prophet Daniel can tell him. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. The story of Daniel chapter 5 is an amazing story. We're going to study it. Daniel 5 verse 1. Belshazzar the king made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in the presence of the thousand. Belshazzar was 36 years old approximately. As clear as we can tell from the historical records, he's 36 years old. Now one thing we need to be aware of, that night Cyrus had come down and he had surrounded Babylon. The Babylonians go up on the walls. They see the armies of the Persians. And they say, hey, you guys we got the river Euphrates running through the center. we got a constant water supply. We're not worried about you. Hey, you guys, we got a 20-year food supply in the city. Belshazzar is so confident that his city will not be overthrown that he throws a feast that night in Babylon. What he doesn't know is that Cyrus the general has dug irrigation ditches, drained the river Euphrates, 
marched his armies down under the gates, and Cyrus's armies come in. But let's go continue with our story in Daniel chapter 5. There is a drunken feast. And there in that drunken feast, wine flows like water. The Bible says, Then they brought the gold vessels that had been taken from the temple of the house of God that had been in Jerusalem. And the king and his lords and his wives and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver and bronze and iron, wood and stone. There is a point where God says, it's enough. That God says, the cup of iniquity is filled. That time came in Noah's day when water fell upon the earth and the earth was destroyed with a flood. And it comes again here in the days of Babylon. There are times when God draws a line in the sand. That if God does not step in, sin will corrupt a whole nation, a whole people, a whole generation. It will corrupt an entire society and corrupt an entire world. And so there's times when God does draw a line in the sand. The Bible says, in the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster, the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. So this, this hand, this bloodless hand, interrupts the feast, and it writes upon the wall amazing letters. Then the king's countenance changed, his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his hips, this is really a neat one, the joints of his hips were loosed and his knees knocked against each other. His stomach is in knots, his sweat's pouring down his face, and his knees are knocking like crazy. I mean, he sees this bloodless hand right on the wall. Nobody's dancing now. The king cries aloud to bring the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the Susan. Now, wait a minute, Belshazzar, we've seen these guys before. I mean, they failed in Daniel 2. They failed in Daniel 4. Don't bring these guys in again. We know what's going to happen. The psychics, the astrologers, the fortune tellers, and the educated elite all failed in Daniel 2. They failed in Daniel 4, and they're going to strike out in Daniel 5. The king spake, saying to the wise men, whoever reads this writing and tells me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck, and he shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now, we need a pause there. Why third ruler in the kingdom? Belshazzar's father was Nabonidus. Nabonidus didn't like so much ruling. He liked natural history. I say he liked to go catch butterflies with butterfly nets, and that's probably an exaggeration. So he had a palace up in Teman. He says to his son, uh, Belshazzar, Nabonidus is the father, Belshazzar is the son. He says to his son, Belshazzar, look, uh, you rule, let me be up in Teman. So therefore, Nabonidus is the first ruler, Belshazzar is the second. Therefore, we can make you the third. Now, all the king's wise men came. Here they are again. We knew this. We didn't have to study this, right? But they could not read the writing or make known to the king its interpretation. Astrology, fortune-telling, and psychic phenomena are all false science. To go that direction is to go to a pseudoscience that will just let you down incredibly, leave you barren and empty. Jesus says, James chapter 1, verse 5, can you read it with me, please? The Holy Spirit, through the book of James, says what? If any of you lacks what? Wisdom, what a mask of who? Of God, who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, it will be given to him. If any of you lacks wisdom, what a mask of God, not what a mask of the fortune teller or the psychic seer. Then King Belshazzar was greatly troubled. His countenance was changed, and his lords were astonished. 
Here's the family tree of Babylon. I want to show you the family tree because the next verse is good. you'll understand why because something very significant happens. Here's the family tree. Nebuchadnezzar was the father of Nebuchadnezzar. He died in 605. We have that in the Babylonian Chronicle, the Babylonian records, when Nebuchadnezzar attacked Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar beat his way, made a very quick trip back to Babylon, and his son Nebuchadnezzar took over. There were a variety of other rulers that came in, but Nebuchadnezzar's daughter married Nabonidus. And uh, Nabonidus was the father of Belshazzar. Now keep this in mind. So the mother of Belshazzar was the daughter of Nebuchadnezzar. Mother of Belshazzar was the daughter of Nebuchadnezzar. There are some people a little confused because in the Bible it says that Belshazzar is the son of Nebuchadnezzar. Does the Bible say that uh, Jesus is the son of David? In the Bible, in the language that's used in the Hebrew language is lineage of, lineage of. So what you have here is Nebuchadnezzar's daughter marries Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar and Nebuchadnezzar's daughter have a son. His name is Belshazzar. Look at Daniel 5, verse 10. The queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came to the banquet hall. Now, who is this queen? Is it the wife of Belshazzar? No. It is the mother of Belshazzar, or the daughter of Nebuchadnezzar. And she comes to the banquet hall. This older woman comes in. She's wise. It's not a young wife of Belshazzar. It is the queen mother that enters the room. Now, what does she know? She knows how Daniel interpreted the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. She saw him in that entire empire. The queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Don't let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance change. Why not? There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. In the days of your fathers, father and the light and understanding, wisdom like the wisdom of gods were found in him. Look, this Daniel is of superior wisdom. He can interpret the writing on the wall. Call him in. What do you know from this text? Here's what you know. Daniel wasn't at that feast. He wasn't where the feet were tapping and the music was playing and the wine was flowing and the morality was going. Daniel was not there. There are some places that Christians do not go. There are some music that Christians do not listen to. There are some parties that Christians don't attend because they are citizens of a higher empire and they serve a greater leader. Let Daniel be called and he will give the interpretation. Now, if Daniel could be faithful in Babylon for 70 years, you can be faithful where you are. Pastor Mark Finley, expressing the importance of remaining faithful to God throughout our lives, as did Daniel, so that he may use us for his glory whenever and wherever that need may arise. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Uh, Speaking of help from above, we have a very small book from Pastor Mark Finley that offers abiding reassurance of God's love. The book is called Hope for a Helpless Planet. In it, Mark points to the promises of Jesus, where it says in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Well, will you be ready for that day? This book tells you how. Ask for a copy of Hope for a Helpless Planet in return for your gift of any amount to the ministry today. Just call us to give at 855 
888-HOPE. Once again, 855-888-4673. Or you can give that donation online at hopelives365.com. By the way, you can hear today's presentation once again at the website. For a nominal fee, you can actually download your own personal copy of the message, Life's Greatest Mistake. Uh, look for that title at hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. Now, coming up, Pastor Mark shares the example of Daniel in agreeing to provide the meaning of the handwriting on the wall while refusing the king's rewards. Daniel says something interesting. Let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. My soul is not for sale. I will be faithful to God under any circumstances. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. In a little while, I'll be sharing with you details about a fascinating resource that offers further study on prophecies of the Bible and how they relate to you today. The book is called Understanding Daniel and Revelation, written by Mark Findlay. More details about that in just a little bit. Right now, Pastor Mark is continuing the study of a drunken king and a faithful prophet of God, a captive who has been kept in Babylon for 66 years thus far. How old is Daniel when this handwriting on the wall? How do we know? Let's walk through it, how we know. I'll give you three reasons we know. Number one, when Daniel was taken captive, the word for captive that he was taken, it says young man or teenager. So we know he was a teenager. When was he taken captive? 605 B.C. When did these events take place? Historically, when did Medo-Persia overthrow Babylon? In 539. So... If Daniel's taken captive in 605, if this is 539, that is 66 years since he was in captivity. And if he went into captivity about 17 years old, let's say, that's 66, 76, 83. So he's, about, he's in his 80s anyway, 83, 84 years old. Now, Belshazzar is 36. So here's the old man coming in. The feast is taking place. I want you to picture the scene. People have been drinking, they're half drunk. They've been dancing and partying. The bloodless hand is written on the wall. People are shaking, they're there. And in comes this old man of dignity. This old man who knows God walks into this feast and every eye is focused on Daniel as he walks in. Now, the king speaks half drunk. Are you that Daniel who's one of the captives from Judah? who my father the king brought from Judah, I've heard of you. Belshazzar, you bet you heard of Daniel. When you were in your diapers, Daniel was ruling in the empire and changing them. When Nebuchadnezzar was wandering around like a beast, Daniel was there. Daniel is still chided for his heritage, although he has been in that empire for 66 years. This young upstart has failed to recognize in his drunken state who Daniel was. He certainly knew the history of Daniel. I've heard of you, but you can give interpretations and explain enigmas. Now, if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, 
You shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck. You'll be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now Daniel says something interesting. Listen to what Daniel says. Then Daniel answered and said, let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. I wish more of our congressmen, more of our political officials would say that. No, excuse me, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't be bought or sold. My soul is not for sale. Let your gifts be to yourself. Let your rewards be to another. I will be faithful to God under any circumstances. Isn't that incredibly good news? When deep within your heart you say, I am not going to be bought, I'm not going to be sold, the burden of my life is to be faithful to God. There are some things that are not worth having if they take you away from God. There are some things that are better to let go. Daniel looks, and he says, let your gifts be to yourself, your rewards to be another. But then he says, I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. And Daniel looks at that writing on the wall, and he says, O king, most high God, gave Nebuchadnezzar, your father, a kingdom, majesty, glory, and honor. It was God that gave him that. Then the Bible says, and because of the majesty that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whomever he wished, he executed. Whoever he wished, he kept alive. Whoever he wished, he set up. And whoever he wished, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up, that's Nebuchadnezzar's, his spirit was hardened in pride. He was deposed from his kingly throne. They took his glory from him. Then he was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like the beast. His dwelling was like wild donkeys. They fed him with grass like oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high rules in the kingdom of man and appoints over it whoever he chooses. But you, his son, this verse is powerful. Let's read it together. You may see it in your Bible. Daniel 5.22, let's read it together. But you, his son Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew all this. Did Belshazzar know the story of Nebuchadnezzar? Did he? Did Belshazzar know the story of Daniel? He did. But you, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this. Belshazzar knew, but he did not do. The greatest tragedy in life is not that we don't know. The greatest tragedy in life is that we don't do what we know. If you do what you know to be right, God will open more doors of truth for you. I love the passage in Scripture in John 12, verse 35, where Jesus says, Walk in the light while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. If in your heart you say, God, all I want to do is what you want me to do. I'm not here to battle you, God. I'm not going to try to preserve my tradition. I'm not going to live in my own wisdom. But whatever you show me, God, I'm going to do. And if that's our attitude, that all we want is what God wants, he'll keep revealing light to us on the journey of faith. He'll keep opening new doors for us and opportunities for us. But if, like Belshazzar, we do not humble our hearts when do what we know to be right in our souls, we limit God from giving us more light and more truth. Belshazzar knew, but he did not do. Daniel then interprets the writing on a wall. This is the interpretation. Many, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekel, 
You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Paris, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. That very night, the Medo-Persian armies attacked Babylon and overthrew them. Belshazzar was lost not because he didn't know, but because he didn't do what he knew. Pastor Mark Finley on the importance of not only knowing the truth, but also acting on it, of doing what we know we should do to honor God. Failing on that obligation always brings consequences sooner or later. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark Finley is back in a moment. Uh, first, I'm pleased to tell you about a terrific resource that we want to use as a way of saying thank you for your significant contribution to Hope Lives 365. I'm referring to Mark Finley's book, Understanding Daniel and Revelation, a chapter-by-chapter commentary of these two prophetic books drawn from Pastor Mark's uh, more than four decades of studying God's Word. The prophecies of Daniel and John's revelation in the New Testament hold answers for people seeking to understand the uncertainty of our times. Although the world may seem out of control, biblical prophecy reveals that God is in control. And in return for your generous gift of $50 or more, we'd like to invite you to request a copy of this large volume by Pastor Mark titled Understanding Daniel and Revelation. Get in touch today. You can do that online at hopelives365.com or make your donation and request the book when you call this toll-free number, 855-888-HOPE. Again, 855-888-HOPE. You know, we love reading your cards or letters, especially if they tell us how God has been using these messages in your life. Write today to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. Now, we also invite you to listen to these messages, and especially this current one, Life's Greatest Mistakes, at the website hopelives365.com. You look at two kings, they both have the same opportunities. One looked to heaven. One looked to the things of earth. One was caught in by the world's culture. The other was caught up by heaven's culture. In a few moments, Pastor Mark closes out today's program of Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 and a final word, a closing prayer from Pastor Mark, asking for God to teach us what things we should do to him to bless his name and to give us strength and faith to do it. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. You know, every single one of us will face a last night. There's a last dance, there's a last cigar for every human being on earth. Now, I hope there's not a last cigar for every human being. I hope people don't smoke. You know what I'm saying. There's a last day in everybody's life, would be more accurate to say it. There's a last day in everybody's life. When you come to the end of your life, you do not want to be written on the wall, you are weighed in the balances and found wanting. You want written on that wall, in those judgment books above, that deep within your heart, what you really wanted was to serve God. You look at two kings. They both had the same opportunities. There's Nebuchadnezzar and there's Belshazzar. They both were brought up in the same culture. Both were surrounded by heathen influences. One Nebuchadnezzar looked to heaven. 
One looked to the things of earth. One looked to time, one looked to eternity. One was caught in by the world's culture, the other was caught up by heaven's culture. Two kings, Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, two destinies, eternal salvation and eternal damnation. I thank God that we can learn a lesson from Belshazzar and flee from the things of this earth that strangle out spirituality. Listen to the God that speaks to our hearts and we can walk in the way of Nebuchadnezzar and look to heaven and eternity. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much. Thank you for the two kings that we've studied about. We want to imitate Daniel and be faithful to you. And if we've drifted away, we want to be like Nebuchadnezzar and look to heaven. Father, we don't ever want to be in the situation of Belshazzar. We don't ever want to know and not do. We know you reveal yourself to us again and again and again. And what we want to do is serve you. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of knowing and serving you forever. In Christ's name, amen. Pastor Mark Findlay closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365 with a word of thanks to God for encouraging us to serve him by faith. We're so glad you could join us today. We hope you'll do it again next time. And make it a point between now and then to call a friend and ask them to join you in listening. That's for the next edition of Hope Lives 365.